Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, just after 11 o'clock on a Friday morning, and we're here to talk sports for the next couple of hours with you. Uh, Coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, we'll start at 11.25, uh, as close as we can get to that point, with Chris Williams from Iowa Everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic. We will preview Oklahoma, look back at the week. Chris Williams on Iowa State uh, coming up here at 11.25. Mike Palm is going to join us early here today, 11.45. Catch up with the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. Uh, Coming up here at 11.45, find out what's moving the needle now that football is over. I think they're bracing themselves for the next four weeks as it's about to get a little hectic in uh, Las Vegas uh, as far as the sports books around the city go. Uh, At uh, 10 minutes afternoon, we're going to talk to George Trice. He's involved with Jack Trice Legacy. Trice Legacy, we um, will, I mean, it's the middle of February. They wanted some airtime to talk about their golf tournament. Thinking to myself, seems a little early, but that what, sounds great. What the I, hell, I, I right? Golf, yes. Um, Rag Bride does their announcement in December. Why yeah, can't yeah. Trice folks do theirs in February? Uh, so we'll talk to uh, to George Trice coming up about ten minutes after twelve, and you're ready to talk golf, are you? Oh, just yes. ready for this weather to be gone. So much. Yeah, don't think you're alone. No. Don't think you're alone. And uh, what's that? Well, Tom Cakert at twelve twenty five HawkeyeReport dot com, part of On Three Media. Look back to the week and ahead to a big spot tomorrow. Michigan State at eleven o'clock uh, at Carver Hawkeye, and then Claxons will give four of you an opportunity to win barbecue about ten minutes before one o'clock. Maybe we'll do that a little bit early in case you've got some picks because you had another steamer last night uh you're you're putting them together mm-hmm. what did you say you're up 25 units in the last 30 days yeah up 25 units we just keep piling up the victories and we'll keep rolling all throughout this college basketball season this has been by far my most successful college basketball season mm. people wonder why we do it at the end of the show okay um Gives me a little more time to prepare during those commercial breaks. Right. And Circa is our primary sponsor. Uh-huh. Yeah, they asked us to, and by gosh, we're going to accommodate them. Now, baseball season's around the corner, and that Thank is I God. will be playing every day. Yeah. Not quite. I guess you won't have 11 some nights. Probably not. Probably not. That's kind of what I'm trying to come up with a game plan for this year. I, I was surprised. So another great thing about the Action Network app, this is a non-paid endorsement. Mm-hmm. But it's really good for helping you find the best lines, whatever sports book you have. You can plug it in there. But also, and it, tracking and following your picks as much as anything. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't have to be me. I mean, if there's any pro that puts their picks in there, if there's anybody that you like, Stucky's a guy that's college football, college basketball guy. I know a lot of people follow Stucky. I see Stucky. him on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. great. Yeah. He's a really, really entertaining guy, fun guy to listen to. And he's been good throughout the years, college football and college basketball. You can find different people on there, different pros that are on there that track their picks. But the other part is it also breaks it down by sport. And I was surprised a little bit better than I thought in baseball. But you know, do I just try to cut it down? You know, that's a lot of times where I get in trouble. And remember, I was having that rough stretch last summer. Yep, but then you got to the playoffs, and it was first. Was it first five innings that you was like an annuity to you? Yeah, that that was on fire. That was two postseasons. Ago. Was it two and now? Yeah, yeah, I just absolutely was on fire doing those. But and Mike Palm said something to me in one of our Friday conversations that wait till stuck you tell me. me. Wait till I tell you what he said to me yesterday. But finish your story. It's narrow your scope. 
Yeah. I watch a ton mm-hmm. of American League Central and NL Central. Yep. Just do that. Mm-hmm. Just do the ones that you stop chasing late, late night. night. <laughs> AL West. Kids are in bed. You can't sleep. You're uh, going to watch the game. Well, let me see. Uh, Angels, Mariners. Sure, I see these two yes. teams a lot. And it just narrow your scope. Same thing. If you're struggling in college basketball right now, narrow your scope. You know the MVC? Then bet the MVC. Mm-hmm. If that's what you know. Mm-hmm. If it's the Big 12, stop dinking around with the ACC or the Pac. No. Just know, go with what you know. It was a really good kind of reset for me when you need those kind of things from time to time because folks it's been good this year yeah no you have but be prepared it is not continual i am not a professional gambler because i wouldn't be here on these airwaves right if i was i will have a lull and or would you be living under the same roof as your family in all likelihood <laughs> yeah right? I, I don't i don't think that would be a lot also <laughs> yeah if i'm out there fired and and breaking down as i did last night north carolina a and and <laughs> hofstra and all these ridiculous games but we're we're on a heater right now, so we're going to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of spots already circled, including if it was anybody but the Iowa Hawkeyes. I mean, that, that's an automatic, probably a two-unit play for me tomorrow. Situationally, it is perfect. Michigan State coming off an emotional win. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Iowa off Going the two on bad the road. losses, yep. all the question marks. Mm-hmm. It is set up. But it's also the Hawkeyes. Yeah. <laughs> and because of that, that's the only reason Tap that the brakes a little bit. gives me a little bit more pause. But I know I'll be on Iowa tomorrow. And that's those situational spots that you have to look at in college basketball. But it's a lot of fun. And what did Palm have for you? Well, we were taping the hook yesterday. We did a lot of baseball on the show because football's mm-hmm. over. You're right. Uh, and he hates the NBA. Nah, yeah, he doesn't like the NBA. Neither. He's a good Iowan. He's a good Iowan, right? It's where he grew up, and the NBA does not move anybody's needle, even in the eastern part. I shouldn't say anybody's, but you get my point. Very few. I'm painting with an awful big brush. Yes. Uh, it's not very popular here until the playoffs roll around. Mm-hmm. So we were talking baseball and he, at the end of it. Um, so if you've been to Circa, there's the, it's the world's biggest sports book. There's a lot of area right in front of the ticket windows, right where the ticket writers mm-hmm. are. If you're, if you're at the racetrack, it's, you go out to make a bet. It's, it's that kind of area, right? And... Opening day of Major League Baseball, everybody's playing, and Circa's going to have an opening day at their place. Oh, that's They're going to build a pitcher's mound. Okay. They're going to build, uh, you know, put a, a little rubber in there and a little home plate type of thing, and uh, they're going to have somebody throw out the first pitch on opening day to uh, mark the beginning of Major League Baseball. And it's Greg Maddox who's going to throw out wow, the first pitch. <laughs> that's cool. Well, he lives in Vegas, I guess. Okay. Maddox probably does. gets a lot of golfing. I'm kidding. It's probably all yeah. he does, right? I mean, yeah. how much? How many million? How many tens? How many hundred? No, probably not. He probably went over. Well, you know, he made north of a hundred million dollars for sure. For sure, Maddox yes. would have for sure. Even though he was kind of earlier than the, um, you know, lately. If he if he's pitching now and he's Greg Maddox and he's doing what he does, I'm going to say he made a hundred and twenty. 120, that's what you're looking at. Let's bring up the sports tracks and Greg Maddox, what he finished up his career. And that might, I'm going to say 120. Uh, Let's see, it doesn't have it added up here. Well, his first year. Peanuts. His first contract, 1984, a signing bonus. Of? $85,000. His first salary with the Cubs in 86. Uh, Was minimum? 60 grand. Up to 62. I have his his, uh, lifetime earnings in baseball. 75. That's just you say 75? Made $153 million. <laughs> Double it. Double it. $153 million. His biggest earnings year was his final year with the Bravos. 2003 made $14,750,000. 
Unbelievable. So you're saying that he's... Playing a lot of golf. He's fine at TPC yeah. Vegas. Yep. He's, he's going to be able to get out there in Desert Pines. Wherever he wants. He's Greg Maddox. <laughs> you know, they'll walk in and they'll find a tee time for him. You ever golfed out there? Uh, no, I don't. No, I did not. Top golf, does that count? That... No, it doesn't count. That doesn't count. And I've done that top golf, yeah. too, and it's great. But... We're talking about. And it's maybe- hard to get in, by the way. If you're going to Vegas this yes. summer and you think, oh, I'm going yeah. to go, make sure you get a reservation. It, they're packed. Those bays are. Yes. Fill, they fill up quickly. Uh-huh. I've never golfed out there, and uh, one of my roommates in college, his brother worked out there as a tour professional or a, a tour. Uh, what do they call it? Not teaching a pro. Teaching pro. Yeah. yeah. And so he's told me about a bunch of the court. If we get out there in May, I might need to put that on the list. I know well, it's going to be warm. May, yeah, but I wouldn't be June, July. When we're out there in August, I wouldn't put that on our list of things to do. Probably not. No. Yeah. But May, I think we yeah. could pull yeah. that off. I just never golfed out there. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ship the sticks? No. You just rent them. Yeah, you rent them. Yeah, I'm not that good. No. I might... My sticks aren't that good either. It'd be one thing if I spent a lot of money on it. No, them, no, no. If you're, if you're going to go and... Um, I'm out. <laughs> you could be fine. Never before? No. Just... You're not a big golfer. You live on a golf course. And I've never played the course. And you've never played the course Never before. lived at Otter Creek and never played the course once. Can we change that this summer? Uh, my son's um, got a promise from me that he's coming to visit Dad, uh-huh. and we're going to play the golf course. There you go. Yeah. And then I'm going to reach out to Jason Luch, and I'm going to beg him to get me on a Talents of Tuscany, ah. which would be pretty cool in yes. its own right. Now, that course I've played. I played yeah. in Coaches versus Cancer. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Two. I was here. Uh, we were doing afternoons of uh, two thousand seven or eight or whatever. Okay. And it was really. I mean, it's really cool, right? Nineteenth yeah. hole in case they're tied. <laughs> That's why Dennis Albright made it a nineteen-hole course. Not bad. In case him and his buddies are tied after eighteen and they need to go to extras. Nice when you can. It's a beautiful course. A beautiful course. After last weekend's golf in the star-studded leaderboard, I don't know how much I'm going to catch this weekend. It is of golf. Yeah. Is yep. live golf this week? Is it that what is, I saw? Yeah. You know what? I won't watch a shot. Nope. I won't watch a shot. See? I'm going to watch college basketball and NHL all weekend long. And think about a year ago at about this time, how much live dominated our oh. conversations. And how many listeners we lost. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and hopefully they came back. Right. Not just us. I mean, I think all four of the shows Absolutely. were talking. Live golf was a topic as, as painful as it was. And it was painful. And now here we are, and it's just a non I couldn't care less. I uh, Last night I was tracking one of my games, and it got away late. And so I was looking for something to watch. Mm-hmm. I ran through SportsCenter. Nothing on the DVR that really excited me. So I flipped on the Netflix series, the new golf series, that just uh, was released. Watched three episodes last night. I was only planning to watch and, one. And who's, who's uh, not stars, and who's part of it? All of them. All of them. So they follow the tour? They've, it's a tour-wide follow. So okay. instead of watching one episode, I end up watching three. So it's good then? It's they got re- you? It really good. How long are they, episodes? 45 minutes. Yeah. Something like that. It's an eight-part series, and I'm excited for the weekend. If really? Time to, yeah, I really, really... Now, I'm a pretty big golf fan. Yeah. Maybe that was a reason for it, too, but they explain it to the casual golfer, even if you don't know golf very well. They explain it very well. Do they mic up the golfers as, as they're mm-hmm. playing? Okay. Yeah, you get plenty of that. Banter back and forth. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. The first episode, it was a lot of JT and Spieth and their uh-huh. rivalry and their Any friendship. Any JT and Tiger? That might make for interesting <laughs> Well, that'll television. be for next year. So That's for next year. This is okay. all last year's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, one thing I would like to see them do is, is make it more kind of the season-long kind of build to it, but... 
a big part of the conversation is live, and they're following around different guys and talking about it as it's happening and what's going to happen. And eventually, we know what what it does happen with a lot of these guys. So I, I really enjoyed it. If you're a golf fan, even if you're not a golf fan, mm-hmm. I think if you're looking for something with some kind of sports viewing, I think it's somebody that can put a hook in everybody. I never watched the the F one one, the drive. Yeah, I just couldn't. I, I heard it's mm-hmm. incredibly well mm-hmm. done. Never did this one. Definitely hit my wheelhouse. Well, I uh, what was the last I watched? Did you see the Shaquille O'Neal four part series no. on HBO? That's pretty good. That, that was pretty good. And there's a new one out on Netflix, and I uh, we have it. My wife watches it, so I must be able to watch it. On um, the the Shaq was on HBO on three quarterbacks: Mariota, Patrick Mahomes. And Kirk Cousins, and I think it's it's either just been released. Followed him all season long. Oh, okay. It's either just been released or about to be released, um, and that one looks like that might be a pretty good watch. I don't know. Can you find it? Netflix partners with NFL to follow Mahomes, Cousins, and more Mariota. So this year, series exclusives. From the beginning of the 2022 season, it'll premiere in the summer of 2023. Oh, gotcha. So okay. we won't get not, that for not a while. here yet. But it hey, just whets your appetite for football. Hey, you put that in June or July. That's probably a good spot. And guess what we'll probably talk about in June or July? <laughs> well, please, please have sports. Remember the Jordan? Oh, what was the boy. name of the Jordan's piece? The 10-parter? I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, I don't either. It was so good. I tried to block that whole time out of my memory. Oh, it was so good. Anyways, um, well, let's let's take a quick look, and we'll get Chris Williams coming up here in about 10 minutes. Oklahoma, Iowa State, mm-hmm. Michigan State uh, versus Iowa. We'll do Drake Bradley later. I, you know, I was looking back at the um, uh, at the Drake Bradley game just real I didn't realize Drake blew him up by 25. I knew they beat him convincingly. They beat him by 25. That was also at the time that Bradley was really struggling on the road. I mean, they had some big-time road woes going into okay. that game. and then it just Have they lost on the road since? I don't believe so. Because what did you say? They won 10 in a row? Yeah, they, uh, they have one of, one of Drake and Bradley has the fourth longest winning streak in the country. The other has the seventh longest. I think Drake, longest, maybe. Has the seventh longest winning streak in the Oof. country. So both these teams are playing incredibly well here uh, down the stretch. Yeah, Drake has the fourth longest. Yeah, the 10-game winning streak. And for Bradley, it's a nine-game winning mm. streak for them. They lost one more game. It was at home against Belmont two games later. And since then, have ripped off nine straight for the Braves. Bradley's playing well. Most is kind of a, a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tall guy that can step yep. out, hit shots. They got three guys, Trent. They got Dean. Yep. Uh Most, and there's one other, and I can't think of his name. Leon's in Leon, hit, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those guys can both hit shots. Yep. They're they're a solid team and, and they're gonna defend you and they're gonna guard mm-hmm. you. And it's Brian Wardle. Mm-hmm. I've told you before. Uh, I had a buddy that played high school hoops against him. Says he was the biggest sob in the public lead up in Chicago that they played in the suburban league, and said he was just a absolute pain in the butt. And he grinds, and he's tough, and he got in a little hot water too, and ended up keeping his job. And he's done a really good job with that Bradley program and getting them back as they search for their first regular season title since '97. Wow. Um, well, this is a big spot. ESPN two has it Sunday afternoon. Clear your calendars. Three o'clock. The last live dance. From Peoria. Thanks. The to, last dance. Thanks That's to it. Wade Looking Bill and Tommy Birch both helping. Thank us Thank you, out here fellas. Today. Appreciate that. It was so good. That was so good. By the way, so was Birchie's piece on the uh, um, the players that are going to make. Remember when we had him on? We had Birchie earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. We talked about um, 
Uh, he was working on a piece, kind of previewing some of the uh, ball players that may be working their way up to the big Cubs that may stop here in Des Moines at some part this summer. There's some names on that list. Yes, when are. Bernie B. put that in print uh, out there over a month ago, uh, and he normally doesn't do this, he's very cautious. It's not They can't advertise, come down to the ballpark and watch Chris Bryant, then he gets called up. <laughs> yeah. Right? They, you just can't do that. Um, and I remember being struck at the time that that's really odd for Sam to say something like that. But it's prior to the season. And, um, man, the talent that's going to be making their way through Principal Park, potentially. Well done, Tommy Birch. You're a terrific writer. What do we know about Brennan Davis? Coming off that back uh, injury That he's going to start here, according to Birchie. I mean, the, talk about kind of the, the bloom being off the rose here. Yeah. Isn't that – Brennan Davis felt like he was trending towards yeah. can't-miss territory. You know who else was? You remember? Because he made it up to the show a couple – Caleb Killian. Remember that oh, yes. that name? Yeah, absolutely do. Yes. He was big time. Yeah. And, and we, we look forward to that study. He kind of fell on his face a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then he had a decent one. They then came back down here. But apparently he's going to start here. Pete Crow Armstrong's the guy everybody's watching. Right. That's the guy that came in the – I believe the bias. Was it the bias trade? One of the trades with the with the Mets, anyways, he was part of it, and uh, I know that they're excited about him in Chicago. So if you're a Chicago Cubs fan, or if you like I Cubs, or if you like baseball, and you just want to read a baseball story, <laughs> damn it, uh, Bertie's got one at the register here today. It's a good one. All right, we'll take a time out. Chris Williams will join us. Mike Palm's coming up this hour as well. Uh, we'll head to Las Vegas with Mike Palm. That'd be pretty cool to watch Maddox stepped up to the uh, <laughs> uh, the bump at uh, the sports book and throw out the. First Is he going to throw a, a cutter or two? Seamer that's going to break wonder, on whoever's catching him. I wonder who's catching him. Probably it's got to be Derek. Derek. Yeah, it's got to be Derek. Derek. Uh, pretty cool. Anyways, Miller and Condon underway on a Friday. Uh, the calm before the storm. Man, oh man, this feels like a big spot tomorrow for both schools, and they're both at home. By the way, did you read this? I just uh, I just seeing this on uh, on TV in front of me here. Did you see, read the R- Russell Wilson piece in the Athletic? No, I just couldn't. I I, I saw it. Yeah, I didn't even want to click on it. I mean, it's a he said, she said thing, right? Well, there's 15 he's, though. If it was one guy that was saying, but they got they interviewed 15 players. So he's got his own office. He's got his own quarterback coach. His quarterback coach goes everywhere with him. He's got his own workout staff that goes into the uh, workout facilities with Russell Wilson. The What Nathaniel Hackett did to kowtow to this quarterback who's completely washed up... Um, it had to distract from the team. It had to stick a knife down the middle of that program. It was just... Sean Payton, man, you got a chance to turn this around. And, and uh, enough of this hijinks. He's not good enough. Not good enough if he was. Well, Sean Payton's already kicked out those people, right? He did kick yeah. out the... Yeah, but uh, the quarterback coach and all of this stuff. He is... Um, he had worn out his welcome in Seattle. And what are we talking about? He tried. He went to ownership and tried to get the GM and Pete Carroll fired. Wanted him fired, which led to the trade. So you know what? It's the ownership of Seattle's fault that Denver's in the spot. That oh, in. you can put it on I them. I can huh? put it on them. All right. No longer George Payton. That's him, too. $245 million for that joker. 1120, Williams next. Miller and Con. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
on the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Tim McGraw, Tug McGraw's kid. Never would have known it, would you? Anyways, Miller Chris and Stapleton. Uh, welcome back. Had a great Chris rendition. Stapleton? Yeah, National Anthem. Oh, he sang the National yes. Anthem? Yes. Right. Made me a little muddy, too. Thank you, Chris. You actually bet it? Of course I did. Where did you find it? Far off places. Because it's legal here in the state of Iowa, right? Breaking the law. I would never do anything illegal. He just meant it you did. Well, in theory. Hello, Chris Williams. How are you? Never been better. That a boy. How are you, gentlemen? Doing well. How did the Caitlin Clark piece go over at Iowa Everywhere? Really well, actually. Yeah. It, uh, Other than your jeans. It was the most watched <laughs> thing we've ever done. Really? Good. I haven't looked, but we didn't put up the actual like audio podcast yep. until yesterday, so I haven't looked at the numbers on that. But as far as like viewers go on YouTube and Social media, yeah, it was, and it was really not close either. So it, people really, really seemed to enjoy it. So yeah, it's, it's just different, right? It's, uh, it's, it was, it was different. Yeah, nobody, nobody else is really doing yep. that. And yep. like for her at least, she's so transcendent, and it doesn't really matter if you're an Iowa or an Iowa State fan. She's interesting, mm-hmm. and on top of that, there's a lot of aspects to her that I don't think people know about. So no, it was cool. I. Really, really happy with the response we've gotten. Well, and you know what? I think that um, that she felt the same way. You could tell that she was enjoying doing it as well. Uh, you know, she wasn't she wasn't in her uniform or anything like that. You know, away from the game, kind of uh, getting letting people see the other side, uh, the personality that is Caitlin Clark. In addition to the basketball player talking about it, etc. But uh, no, it was really well done. Well, Chris, uh, here comes Oklahoma to town tomorrow. Boy, this feels like a really big game. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that you know the team seems to have hit uh, a rough patch right now. You'd like to think that they could take care of business at home uh, with the two remaining home games uh, to, uh, tomorrow and then have a quick turnaround Monday with West Virginia senior night before finishing in Waco. this feel like a big game to you, Chris, or am I making too much out of it? No, I think it does. I mean, if you've watched Iowa State lately, you know, it's just in this league, it, I mean, are you confident? That, are you? I think that they can win, and of course I'd pick them to win at this but like do you do you think that they will beat anybody right now the way that they're playing no so <laughs> no that you really don't right so like if you look at it like that yeah it's a, it's a huge game I and mean, they're going to be in the tournament but mm-hmm. the way you go into the tournament i mean if you if you get two of these you know the ones that you should win at home here you feel just a heck of a lot better about life than if you would lose three in a row here and you know you have this kid and it's going to affect your seating and all that stuff so yeah i mean i think it's absolutely a big game and i think monday night is too i think if they could win these two home games then man you know what a what a great year winning 10 games in this big 12 with this roster i mean that's a it's a really huge deal so yeah i i, I think they're huge games i know the caleb grill injury is certainly a part of this but gabe kalsher Struggling with the shot again, down to 25% over the last seven games, 11 of 44. And the last two, 11 three-pointers against Texas, 12 against K-State. Mm. I know he gets the ball late in the shot clock, and he's he's got a hoist from time to time. But, boy, that just feels like too much volume for a guy throughout his career. Just frankly, is not that good of a three-point shooter. Totally agree. 
Caleb Steele has a lot to do with it, as you mentioned. Yeah, but I also think too, it's like I would love to see like his numbers of what he was doing early on, and I I also think that you know he was clearly really feeling it that whole offense was, and it's just just my observation that guys kind of thought. This isn't even a critique. I think it's human nature that he would—he looked like Steph Curry there for a couple games, right? And maybe you start to feel like, oh, well, maybe my ability is a little bit better than I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know. And you can start doing that. And well, and you're right, Trent. He's—he's he's just not like the numbers put it. He's not a great three-point shooter. So what do you do? I mean, he's got to get back to be a mid-range game, and that's. That the guy you saw against Wisconsin in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament, mm-hmm. really the guy you saw earlier this year, he was not this three-point assassin. He was really good mid-range, and it opened up some stuff, and he was getting better looks from the outside. Now he's taking these shots with a hand in his face. He's all but eliminated the mid-range stuff, and he doesn't have Caleb Grill beside him to open things mm-hmm. up. So you put it all together, and it's been a disaster. Yeah, Grill made a big three-pointer in the last time they played Oklahoma, and then Shun uh, hitting both free throws, a uh, cyclone hitting both free throws to seal it. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Seems like a long time ago, right? It does. It feels like an eternity ago. Um, boy, but what a big win that was. It was. Think back at it yeah. now. Um, yeah, and you know, Oklahoma's down Cortez coming up tomorrow, so they're they're down a little bit. Uh, you know, I, listen, the, I, I truly. I, I, that's I the kid with the hair, guys. right? Cortez is the one with. That's yeah. the kid with the hair. Yeah, he's yeah. the one who goes off against Iowa State all the time. Against everybody else. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's true. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I listen, Dave. I, I'm a true, true believer in this, and I, I know I'm a broken record with you guys, and I apologize to your audience for saying the same thing every week. Iowa State's a good team. They're a good team as a whole. They're not good individually when it comes to these players. And there's really good coaches in this league. They scout the hell out of you. I think that they've taken away things from Lipsy. I think that they've taken things away from Kalsher. And Iowa State's recipe to winning, we can talk about offense all we want. they got to create turnovers. they got to score in transition. And then it opens everything else up. Uh, It really starts on the defensive floor, side of the floor tomorrow. And that'll be the case on Monday as well. And that's how they won in the NCAA tournament last year, too, is that pressure. And you hope that seeing these teams from other conferences and you can catch them off guard because they're probably not going to be more talented than, you know, whoever they would meet in the round of 32, at least, and definitely not in the Sweet 16. So it really, it really comes down to that. Look at those turnover numbers. How many points is Iowa State scoring off of them, and everything else will come into play after that. Mm. What's your uh, What's your anticipation as far as the availability of Grill either tomorrow or Monday, Chris? What do you know? I think he's going to play. I, mean, I don't know anything for a fact, but it, it just seemed to me like this. Listen, they, when they didn't play him against Missouri, you were kind of punting on that one, right? And I think that made a lot of sense. He came out and played great against Texas Tech. You forget that he because started, he yeah. imploded. Yeah. But he hit like eight threes in that game. Yep. So if you're looking at the schedule and you're out, okay, we're dogs at Kansas State. It's going to be a bloodbath. You knew that game was because of just the style of play by both teams. 
and then you look at Texas, you know, it's the biggest underdog you're probably going to be all year. It would make sense if you were going to sit grill to do it during those two games and then have him back for this important homestand. So I'm just going off of that. I mean, it doesn't sound like this back thing's going to keep getting worse or anything. It's just a matter of how much can you play through and then you need to rest it at the end of the year. It's not this deal where he's got like a, you know, vertebrae out of place or anything like that. I, I, I think Caleb's such a gamer. I'd be surprised if he sits out these final two home games, but we'll see. I guess we'll find out tomorrow morning for sure. It's it. If you listen to us, it's day to day on how Caleb's feeling. It's not like, Oh, the team doctor won't let him play. It's all on Caleb. And if that's really the case, then I, I just know that kid too. Well, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play these next two. Chris, one of the critiques I've heard from Cyclone fans is Ott's on the sidelines. He's not demonstrative. He's certainly no Fray McCaffrey over there, and that's okay. But you know, backing up his team a little bit more, I've heard more and more Cyclone fans say they want to see more from him on the sidelines, working officials a little bit more. Is that fair? Um, maybe. I think unless you've heard off, like, go in deep. He did a podcast with me over the summer where, it's just funny. Fans are saying that because they've lost some games. Yes, they weren't saying that when they were winning early on. It's the same guy. They weren't saying that last year when they went to Sweet Sixteen. Hmm. Listen, like TJ's the way he believes this, and this could be wrong, but he believes that unless you are Bill Self or Mike Krzyzewski or you know these icons who have decades upon decades of respect from officials. Otz believes in the psychology of if you're a jerk to these guys, it's going to come around to haunt you more than it is help you. That is his belief. And he believes that he's seen this happen over the course of his career. He used to be very demonstrative on the sidelines when he was at South Dakota State. And, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, probably his number one coach you mentor is Jeff Van Gundy. Okay, So, like, he's talking, like, TJ doesn't do any, everything he does is deliberate, right or wrong, and he's not perfect. It, it might be wrong, but this is what the man thinks. His team is coached to not react to officials. When you're at home, let the crowd do that for you. These guys, these officials are not robots, they are human beings. And TJ's belief is that if you treat them with respect, if you talk to them instead of scream at them, then you're going to get more calls in the second half than you would than if you're a total jerk. You know, again, that could be wrong. Um, but he also backs it up. And he says Bill Self can do that because he's one of the greatest of all time. Mike Krzyzewski can do whatever he wants. He's one of Tom the greatest Izzo. of all time. Yeah, I, and teach people say, I'm not one of the greatest of all time. This is like my, you know, <laughs> I'm in my first decade of doing this. I don't have the right to go out there and kick and scream and act like a baby. That's what he believes. Um, and I, as far as the fans go, Sure, they have a right to say that, but you don't hear him saying that when they're winning. This is the same guy. It's not like he's changing things up. I I happen to like it. Um, I'm totally fine with it, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you just have to be yourself. You know, like if Fran was walking up and down the sidelines like TJ does, like with his arms crossed, and never, we'd be like, what in the hell's wrong with him, right? right. Like These guys are all different. they got to attack it how, however it suits them. 
I'm so glad they don't have to get a, put a suit and tie on anymore. That was the one one of the few things that came <laughs> good that came out of COVID. Uh, yeah, was no that. doubt about that. So let's let's fast forward to Monday, and not that this necessarily is the be all end all. That it's um you know it's 100 percent definitive as far as next year's plans. We know Shun and we know Holmes and Kalsher. They're going to be part of Senior Day. But what about Trey King and and, and uh, Robert Jones? Um, who at Caleb Grill? Grill. What did, from what I, I'm planning on all three of those guys being on the roster next year. All but, three of them, okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, but that's super fluid though because you they, you know, you don't really do anything like that can until after the year, mm-hmm, right? And but I if mean, they don't partake in senior days, that's kind of tipping their hand, right? That they do want to come back, or isn't it? Yeah. I don't know about I, honestly. Ken, I haven't even thought about like. Well, they. I guess I just assumed they all would do senior day, and then, um, I, I, I'm assuming all of those guys. Because I bring it up because Darnell Brody didn't do it. Not, not that, that I mean he is the, uh, but he's the latest. Exa- he didn't do it for at the uh, at the Nap Center on Wednesday night because apparently Brody's going to come back. Yeah, yeah, I. I guess I assumed that they would all walk and then they would all do their post meetings and, and you kind of just figured that those three guys would be back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, neither none of those three are going pro- – King for sure, right? I mean, where is he going to go? He's not going right. to – he can't transfer again. He, he, you know, I mean, Robert Jones, he's kind of – I know it drives some people crazy, but he's kind of found his niche at Iowa State. Yeah. Like, he's not – um, and then Grill is an is an odds bunker guy, and I know Caleb's going back to get his masters, so I'm sure he'll be back. I, mean, um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I I hadn't even thought about it, Ken. I didn't know about the young man from Drake, but I just assumed everybody would walk, and that we knew who was coming back and who, and who was going. Feel but pretty, that's huge. If I you don't get know. those three back. Oh my! Yeah. Because yeah, it's it's massive because you don't have to fill in with. You know, flip of the coin, mid-major transfers. I mean, you know what you're getting at least out of those guys. And then, you know, man, if you don't have to, last year was stressful when they had to rebuild that roster completely. Now, if you have that freshman class coming in, you have this core coming back, and it's like, okay, let's get real choosy and go out, and we can go get the best two guys possible. That's how you get really good in the sport. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating. Once the transfer portal opens up, there's going to be comings and goings all over the country. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere. Chris, thanks for doing this. Talk to you next week, if not before. All right, thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, fellas. Yep. Appreciate good. it. Have a good week. You do the same. Chris Williams, good to hear from him uh, as we uh, catch up on Iowa State. To Vegas we shall go. We come back. Mike Palm, VP, Operation Circus Sports. He's next. Miller & Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. The American Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Working on Mike Palm. Uh, VP Operations at Circus Sports. A big weekend ahead, as we mentioned, in college basketball for the locals. Uh, you and I try and finish on a winning note. Drake Bradley on Sunday, Iowa versus uh, Michigan State. Iowa is a slight favorite in that one. Iowa State, a 
Oh, six and a half, seven point favorite uh, over Oklahoma. Both of those games tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Uh, ESPN has the Hawks. ESPNU has the Clones. It can't be in front of your TV. Of course, News Radio 1040 for Iowa and uh, the bus for uh, the Clones. So, Northwestern getting beat last night. What did that do to the Big Ten race? Well, aren't the- they kind of locked in second spot? I don't think, I think what it did is it, it, I don't know if it, yeah, I think it did. I think that gave Purdue the outright um, conference championship. For that, yeah. For as them. It, as it pertains to that, absolutely. That, that pretty much locks things in now as we go into uh, the final stretch of games. So currently, with the standings, they got, what, a two-game lead over Northwestern, mm-hmm. even with the split there. And Purdue, they have Indiana this weekend. Then the Boilermakers go to Wisconsin. They're going to win there. Yep. And then they wrap up at home against Illinois. I mean, it's not easy. But they're fine. They're not going to win three. No, no, no. They're going minimum one and two, right. and that yeah, that that'll be enough. That'll be enough. Now Iowa. <laughs> so you said you said this morning that they could actually fall into the play-in game if they lose their next three. Yeah, I mean I don't think it's going to happen. But if they lose to Michigan State on the road at Indiana and Nebraska, they're looking at the number number eleven seed. That means playing on Wednesday night against Minnesota mm-hmm. with a win. With the projections, Indiana, mm-hmm. and then waiting in the quarterfinals, Maryland. Mm. I mean, five games in five days. Yeah, you know what? This um, like I don't think they're playing well to win the conference to begin with. I'm not no. so sure that rest is a bad thing at this time of year. If they, I mean, I don't want them to fall into Wednesday night. Don't get me wrong. That would that would be uh, that's a that's a huge collapse. That's cataclysmic. That is a big collapse. Yeah. But if indeed they do get knocked out. And they still are um, going to hear their name on Selection Sunday, which they would or will. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I really don't. I don't think they're good enough to win the conference tournament this year. No. But did you think going in last now, year that they more were? More so than this year. Right. More so than this year. Last year, they fell in the finale uh, against Illinois. Great game mm-hmm. at Illinois, 74 mm-hmm. 72. But they went there. Well, it was four games in four days. Fran. Only made it to the semifinals, has never done it before. I mean, th- those narratives were still out well, who there. Did they, who did they have Thursday? That was the Northwestern game where they scored 112. Okay. Then it was Rutgers. Yeah. We were at Circa for that one. Yep. Dominated, one yep. by 10. Yep. Indiana on Saturday, we comeback were, win. Right. The bank from Bohannon. Yeah. And then Purdue on Sunday. Mm-hmm. What was the Purdue game? Was that tight? 75-76 was the final. Oh, okay. It wasn't as close as I, as I remembered. But it with, they went on a 12-2 run to end the game. Okay. So it was tied with four minutes left. And then Iowa ran away and got it done in that one. And so. then got knocked out. And then Richmond. And then they were tired. They got knocked out. All those, that, 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 uh, that week in Indianapolis killed them. Now, the tournament's in Chicago this year. Mm-hmm. Um, tempted? No. No, no, no. Not with... Not the way this team is playing. You know, here's another thing. I, I've seen some pushback from Hawkeye fans. Oh, what? stop bringing up the Fran fade. Okay, last year they were really good in February. Yeah, or really the last two years. Yeah. But you don't have to go back very far. No, but it's been. You're right. But there's been a little bit of a cushion since the you know the fan fade became a thing. Right. I mean, it was legit for a while. It, it was, and they have turned uh-huh. it around. But that doesn't mean it's gone forever. No, of course not. 2020. Maybe we could we could see one here. They if lost they, three out of their last four. Well, if it plays out the way the in the worst case scenario, there was how else are you going to what else are you going to call it other than a fade? Right. Iowa was ten and six 
in 2020, going into the final stretch, talk of, boy, boy, if they can win these games, they can maybe get a share of the conference crown. They lose three out of four. Not that long ago. We're, we're not talking about eons ago. Year before that, 2019, lose their last four, including five of their last six, and then get bounced by Tennessee in the round of 32. 2018, they lose down the stretch six straight games before mm-hmm. winning against Northwestern in the finale. And that year, they, of course, didn't make the NCAA tournament. This is something that has happened. NCAA tournament teams have had this happen. Yes, 2014, there were extenuating circumstances with Patrick going through cancer treatment. I get that. Where Coach's head was, all those things, you completely get it. But they absolutely collapsed down the stretch. This is not a one-year blip. This has happened many times before, and that's why I think there's a lot of that concern that remains there Mm -hmm. with this team. Mm Mm-hmm. What happens if they come out and they, they clank the first five shots from three on Saturday? Well, the way they're going, don't you almost anticipate that's going to happen? I mean, look at their last... Now, they were on the road. They are on the road. And they shoot way better at home. They do. But that doubt starts to creep in. Sure does. Yeah, it's... What a Gabe Kelsher just takes one, right? Yeah. When's that one coming, Gabe? Yeah, right. <laughs> just takes one. And I get that. And if they hit their first couple of threes early on, I, I think... They have a chance to blow out Michigan mm-hmm. State tomorrow. Well, do you remember the end of the Michigan State game? Didn't Sanford have two good, one good look? One great look. Yeah, had to bring the ball up from his knees. Or yep. maybe the pass was a little low. Did Connor pass it to him? Uh, no, it was from Chris. For Chris, okay. But the ball was a little low, but it had a perfect look. And then Connor got the rebound. Yep, and, it and, out. Yeah, and the clock was tick, 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 and had to hurry it, um, but had two looks. Yeah, look, Iowa State last year, they lost their last three. They lost their last two regular season games and got bounced in the first round of the Big 12. We saw what happened. You know, they got a little bit of rest that weekend. They, did. they didn't play for a, for a week. Not um, only did they lose, they got, they got drilled crushed by 30. in the Big 12 term. Yes. Who beat them? I don't remember who Texas beat them. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. 72-41 after losing their last two games of the regular season. Baylor was one of them. I don't remember the other one. Oklahoma State oh, okay. was bad. Yeah. They lose, the, and it's there's no chance. Well, you get LSU and Will Wade yep. with his strong-ass offers being fired. Mm-hmm. You get a Wisconsin team that was a perfect matchup for mm-hmm. them. And you're a sweet 16. Right. I mean, of all the years for it to happen to Iowa and this stinking team and all the warts that they have. This would be the years, you would think? It, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't see it, so but... I try not like the way that either one of them are playing. No. I, I, as we said, if they get bounced early next week, say la vie. Who has the best chance of the three... To make a Sweet 16. Well, I'm sure Drake's going to get in the tournament, so I'm going to eliminate them. I think. Well, let's say they're in. Okay. They'll be a 12 seed. Uh, 12 beats a 5, mm-hmm. then they pick off a 4. The 4s and the 5s are kind of, hmm. Uh, I think it's Drake. It might be. I really do. Now, if Iowa State remains a 3 seed, I mean, the path's going to be so much easier for Iowa State to get there. Mm-hmm. If we're putting odds on it, odds are... And we'll say if it, no team makes a Sweet 16, you get your bet back. We're not going to put no bet on there, if you will. Iowa State to make the Sweet 16 plus 175. I would go north of that, but... 200? Yeah. Okay, 2-1 to one for them to make Sweet 16. To win back-to-back games. Iowa... Kind of the same. 4-1? to one? You want to go higher? I mean, they're going to be... Well, oh, I was going to be an eight nine. Yeah, they're oh, eight yeah. nine. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, way higher. Yeah, four double. to one, six sure. to one. Sure, we're talking in that range. Yeah. Drake, I'd put Drake lower than Iowa, especially well, because if on of the their pathway. Yeah. yeah, twelve beats a five, then they beat a four. So Drake, 
say two to one for Iowa State, six to one for Iowa, and five to one for Drake. I think it's. I don't think it's. I, th- I think you're going to have to because come down of your price, and they still have to get there. Uh-huh. You know, speaking of point spreads, did you see uh, Fanduel put out the uh, the Cyhawk football line yesterday? I did. Were you surprised by that? Mm. Iowa three. I thought it'd be a tick higher. I thought Iowa would be more of that four and a half. Well, five range. what Fanduel is saying to you is, if the game is played on a neutral field, Iowa State's favored. No, it's a Jack Trice. Thank you very much. It is a Jack Trice. So what they're not saying to they're you. They're not saying that at all. Right, right. Okay. So let if me... it was on a neutral field, I would be a touchdown plus favorite. Mm-hmm. Fair? Fairer, yes. When I look at it, when I get the venue right. Yeah, now that <laughs> does make more sense. Uh, I, I still, I don't know, man. What do we know about Iowa State? We know that they got a lot of holes to plug. And this was a four-win team last year. Right. And they're losing their best receiver. Who covered up a lot. Who covered up a lot. Who covered up a ton. I don't know. And who's going to run the football? And how, is the offensive line really going to be that much better? Because well, God knows we've heard for a this decade. for a decade. Right. I think Hunter Deckers has another step. I, I wasn't <laughs> one of the people that was down on him last year. No, I, I never thought it was a spot. And there wasn't anything behind him to excite mm-hmm. me enough to say we got to see what's behind door number mm-hmm. two. Rocco Breck, we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And we'll get to see more hopefully this spring and get some reports on on how he's looking. Ashton Cook, he's a walk-on. Right. Yeah, there's been stories, but let's be honest here. But, but a walk-on the, quarterback. The stories were that he was right on par yeah. with Breck. That's well, maybe that's heard. a problem. It is a problem. If you got a walk-on that's pushing mm-hmm. that much, even with a true freshman, maybe that's a problem there. Ton of holes to fill. Yep. Yeah, Shieldhouse now calling plays. Yep. I, I That three number, well, I jumped on it. I laid it with Iowa. Did you? Yeah. I think you should. Made my first college football bet of the year. Boy, that felt good on February 23rd. Firing right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iowa's got, they've upgraded their quarterback position. I think they've upgraded their offensive line. Yeah. I I read stories that their defense is going to be better. I can't go there. I'm not saying it's going to be appreciably worse than it was this year, but they got some pretty At minimum, they're going to be good. They're absolutely. They're going to be good. Don't, Don't get me wrong. They're going to be good. But, um... And they got some holes to fill. Do they offensively? No, 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 defensively. Oh. Well, yeah, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell's one of them right off the bat. But you brought in a three-time All ACC player. Yeah, but I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's Jack Campbell. Well, I don't know if he has to be. Defensive line can probably. I think. Take a step I think forward. they're better. I think they should be better. Yes, I agree with you. One through five. Mm-hmm. I, there's no Cooper DeGene is one of the best defensive players in the Ferentz era. When it's all said and done, I believe he will be. Xavier Wampa. You saw him in the big goal game. Mm-hmm. He's going to be ready. Mm-hmm. That defensive backfield is going to be good. Not yep. a ton of depth. Nope. And I think that's another piece they'll be looking for in the portal. But defense is going to be good at minimum. Will it be at the elite level that we've seen the last two years? Well, then the offense needs to pick it up a little bit. 300 points. <laughs> the race to 25 per game. And is there a number posted on that yet? At Not Circa? Yet. Working on it. And I think they're going to do it. Uh, we will uh, come back our number two. Uh, George Trice from the Jack Trice Legacy is going to be here in about 10 minutes. Tom Cakert on Iowa. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway coming up in hour number two.